This is the Ty Butler and Jake Asman Show on 98.7 ESPN. And we are rolling with you until midnight right here on 98.7 ESPN. Hit us up on Twitter, at Ty D. Butler, at Jake Asman, on Instagram as well. And you know the vibes, the phone lines at 800-919-3776. So much to get to week eight of the NFL season. The more you think you know, the less you actually know. But, Jake, you were at MetLife Stadium today watching what I, I guess we can call an NFL game, but I'm still not certain what it was that transpired this afternoon. Uh, but the Jets do get the victory 13-10 to in overtime. And I'm still, again, trying to wrap my mind around what happened. But you were there. Give me your perspective. Oh, my God. Well, let me say this, Ty. If you like punts, oh, baby, was this game for you. If you were into the punts, you got plenty of it. But my goodness, did this game have everything if you're a Jets fan and if you're a Giants fan. And let me tell you my situation at the end of this game. So I go to the game. All right, I'm getting rained on the entire afternoon. I am in a bad mood. I, I When I watch the Jets, I am not a person you want to be around. I'm just going to be honest. I say some things I regret, but it, things were said. And when Zach Wilson took the sack on 4th and 20, myself and thousands of other Jet fans, we got up wow, and what? we left. The game was over. The Jets are not winning this game. I've seen the Jets play this exact game my entire life. They never win. And after Zach takes the sack on 4th and 20 and there's barely any time left, I'm thinking, eh, Giants are going to run the ball, kick a field goal, that's it, or they'll get a first down, the game's over. It was only when I got right outside the MetLife escalator and I hear on the loudspeaker on Giants radio, and Gano misses the kick and the Jets have life, that I'm thinking, holy crap, what's happening? They're not letting anyone get back into their seats, though. Oh, you know what this was? This is game six in 2013 after Ray Allen hit the shot. Wow. All the Heat fans trying to get back into nope. American Airlines. You leave the building? Nah, it ain't happening. It ain't happening. You're not getting back in. So myself and thousands of Jet fans are watching the end of this game on the giant screen outside of MetLife Stadium. And I couldn't believe what I was seeing. When Wilson completes the pass to Lazard, I mean, I was my Apple Watch is going off. Hey, you have a expected heart rate. You should do something about that. By the way, it only went off about three other times during this game today. And I just I couldn't believe it that they even had time to spike it with one second left, send the game to overtime. And then once it got to overtime and you realize, well, the Giants have a third stringer who they don't want to throw, you're thinking one stop and they have a chance to win the game and they finally throw downfield, finally get a penalty, and... Craig Zerline does what he always does, hit cl hits clutch kicks, and the Jets steal a win over a team they had no business stealing this win from. The Giants should have won today. This game was over, and the Jets said, not so fast, my friend. And I cannot believe, Ty, as we sit here and do the show, we're talking about a Jet win and not a disgusting, despicable, same old Jets kind of loss. It's amazing because I was fully prepared to come on these airwaves, and I'm still going to do it at some point, and absolutely destroyed the entirety of that coaching staff, crushed Zach Wilson. The fact that with two weeks of preparation, you came out against a Giants team that had been outscored by its opponents by 89 points against a third-string quarterback, as you just mentioned, who they did not trust to throw the football. Negative and eight you passing like yards. That, like that was the garbage you put on oh, display. And, 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 and Lord have mercy. I, I, I've been complimentary of this defense because they've balled out. I thought the 85 Bears comment was a disgrace because it was unnecessary. It was immature. And it reeked of a team that just was smelling itself too much. 
But to watch this defense get stop after stop, and, and they're pounding their chest, you're down 10-7 in the fourth quarter against a third-string quarterback. Fans are leaving the stadium. But we'll get to that point uh, because – Lost in this, we're both Jet fans, so naturally we're going to look at it through the lens of uh, uh, you know of our fandom. They're now four and three with an opportunity uh, next Monday night to play the Chargers, get to five and three. Who knows? Chargers right now, by the way, up fourteen nothing on the Bears. The Jets only won that game because Brian Dable handed it to them, and I, and this sounds like hyperbole. That was the worst coaching performance, Brian Dable, from him that I've ever seen and that I've seen so far in the two years. The fact that twice in this game, for all the old heads who are anti-analytics, he twice chose to kick a field goal on fourth and one when the situation was begging for you to go for it, including the Graham Gano kick that should never have happened. Because all I watched in that second half was Saquon Barkley just run down the throat of the Jet defense. You were first down away from ending the game, and you're going to trust your kicker when you've got the best player on the field? What an absolute disgrace, and Giant fans should be irate. So the first one where he sent Gano out there, I thought it was ridiculous. I actually understand, to a certain degree, the decision late in the game. Because it's a chip shot, and... This Jets defense, when they know you're going to run, yes, Barkley was dominating them, but let's be real. Yes, Saquon had a couple of nice runs. The, the Giants, they got gifted three points because Wilson fumbled on the opening drive. They really did nothing in the game, and Gano's been a Pro Bowl-level kicker, so I understood it from that standpoint. My gripe would be more the lack of aggressiveness earlier in this game, but I, I understand the Giant fan being upset, Ty, because let's call it for what it is. But here, here, they handed the game to the Jets. Here, here's, but here is here is where I disagree. The, the, it's a chip shot that he missed earlier in the game. We know he's dealing with an injury. He's not, like, last year you could make the case outside of, like, Justin Tucker. He's, he's probably the best kicker in football. This year, he's 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 been missing. So to, to take the ball out of the hands of, again, your best player, Saquon Barkley, I'm living and dying with that guy because of what I saw him do in the second half of this game. And if you get stopped on fourth and one, there's Zach Wilson to go down the field and beat you. But I'm not – like, even the broadcast they highlighted, too many things can go wrong. A fumbled snap, a blocked sure. field goal. Give it to Saquon. The Jets you, – you and I both know if they handed the ball to Saquon, the Jets were not stopping him. Probably. But they yeah, were going to pick up the first down. You know, what's, you know what the great thing about that play is? I didn't even see it. It already happened by the time <laughs> I realized what was going on in this game because me and every other Jet fan had left the building already thinking that there was no way the Jets had any chance to win this game. It, it, it was crazy, man, but we sit here as I was prepared. I, I sent the tweet out earlier today, at Ty D. Butler. Hit me on Twitter. I said, and this happened at 4.07 p.m. Because Zach Wilson takes the sack, and I'm sure this game is over. I tweeted out, so after one of the most embarrassing losses I've ever seen from my football team, I'll be hosting tonight with at Jake Asman from 9 to midnight. On ESPN New York 98.7 FM, we might just play Drake's album for three hours straight <laughs> because I don't want to break this game down. And part of me still doesn't want to break this game down. That was ugly. It's a win. I'll take it. But come on. That, that was pathetic. Coaching, quarterback, and Zach made some throws late, which is why it's so frustrating because you see the talent is there. And you see when it's all working that he can produce. But the fact that there's a lack of consistency, there's poor IQ, there's bad decision-making, just infuriates you so much. The talent 
is there. And that is exactly why a lot of Jeff fans, I call them Wilson truthers, can't give up on him. But he was not good today. He was bad. And sure, the offensive line with the third string center was a problem. But Zach Wilson was missing guys. And here's what drives me nuts, Ty. He's in his third year and he's still taking the boneheaded sacks. Fourth down, throw it up. Give your player a chance. The game's over at that point, or at least it should have been. So I'm with you, man. But I'll say this. As bad as the Jets played for most of this game today, they played really well against Kansas City and lost. I'd rather play like this and win than play well and lose because ultimately you look around the AFC and all these teams around the Jets losing today, you're in a good spot at 4-3 and with a home game next week against the San Diego Chargers who play in L.A. and then a winnable game in Vegas against a bad Raiders team right now that we all have an understanding that they're not very good. So as bad as it was, the positive Jet fan is – the the positive for every Jet fan, I should say, is they somehow won won a game that – in our lives, they, they always, always lose, lose this game. And, and by the way, you know what's so interesting? And we'll get to the phone calls in a moment, 800-919-3776. This was the same exact game they played last week. How about this? Coming off of a bye. Because they, they it was the Patriot game in Foxborough that last they lost. Last season you talking yeah, about. Yep. That's what I meant. Last season coming off a bye. It was 10-3. Uh, the 80, what was it, Marcus Jones, 86-yard touchdown on a punt. By the way, we waited way too long, speaking of punting, to not talk about how incredible Thomas Morstead was today. He was was the MVP. He's the reason why they won. Last year, Braden Man was part of the reason why they lost after the bye. This year, Thomas Morstead. Thank you. So the Jets uh, coming into today were had seven straight losses coming off of a bye. Last year coming off of that bye, they were 1-7, and seven, and the only one win they had was that Chicago game. And to me, that falls on coaching. When you look at the best coaches in football, we always point to their winning percentage coming off of a bye. And it's not just about having you know multiple weeks to prepare. It's the ability to keep your team locked in, engaged, coming out there with a sense of urgency. And we haven't even talked about all the the dumb penalties this team picked up today. I mean, Jermaine Johnson, what the hell were you thinking? What was the benefit from that hit on uh, Tommy DeVito? When you had him stop, they were going to kick a field goal. You're you're just in that moment about yourself. And Jermaine's been awesome as an edge rusher. So, you know, part of me feels bad crushing him. But that's a game. And Bob Wachusen says this all the time. When you pick up a penalty like that on third down, that's essentially a turnover because that's what happens. You gave the Giants more life. They go and score the touchdown, and, and we saw multiple times in this game the Jets with dumb penalty after Michael oh, Clemens. Michael Clemens, oh neutral zone God. infraction on a doing? fourth and three when they're backed up. I mean, I thought the game was over there because then Barkley goes off for a long run and kills even more of the clock. Oh, my God. Uh, but we'll get to all of that. 800 <laughs> The fans are lining them up, so we want to get to them. Let's go to Bob in Vermont, who bats lead off tonight. What's up, Bob? AJ, Kai. Hey, what's up, man? What's going on? What's up, Bob? Good. You remember me from your channel. Oh, Bobby. Bobby in Vermont. Bobby is a Giants fan, Ty. Ah, you sick. You feeling sick today, my G. Oh, I know, but I agree with that guy. I told you, Jake, that he should have went for the fourth down and one. That should have ended the game right there. Yeah, that, I mean, because I was so I I couldn't believe that you have Barkley. That's why you have him for right, and you run him for fourth down and one. You should have, but no, you go for a field goal. Hey, Jake, can I ask you a question? Sure, Bob. When you have my pal, um, I know him for a very long time, Joe Beningo. Can I talk to him on your show? We ain't, well, come on, man, Bob. Appreciate the call. You're not. 
talk about Joe Beningo right now. 800-919-3776. <laughs> but to his point about— uh, He did Bar- agree with you about the Dable decision on the fourth and one. Brian Dable, it, it's, it's, it, it's mystifying to me because this is the reigning coach of the year. We acknowledge that of every coach in football last year, he had the single best performance. And I'm going to be honest, his stock has fallen this year. Because, like, the slow starts, the ineptitude on offense, part of it is out of his control with all the injuries to the offensive line. You lose not just your, your, your starting quarterback, you lose your, your backup quarterback. So some of this is not his fault. But he lost them this game today. And, and like, I, I love this, this fact that for, for Dable, he's, no, he's not shy about you know, lambasting Jones when he makes critical mistakes in games. Look at what you did today in this football game and, and tell me you didn't lose it for your football team. So if I'm a Giant fan, I'm red hot at my head coach. Doesn't Gano have to hit these kicks, though? I mean, these are chip shots. We're not talking about fourth and one and he's settling he for like a 49-yarder. We're talking about, uh, you know, an extra point. An extra point's 33 yards. I believe the kick that Gano missed was, what, 35 yards? It's, it's fourth and one with a chance to win the game because even if you kick it, Yes, you're you're up six, but you're still giving the ball back to the Jets. You, Zach Wilson was not scoring a touchdown at any point, which is the point, right? That he wasn't scoring a touchdown, he wasn't scoring a field goal. You you weren't confident that any of those things were going to happen. So when you got Saquon, who in this game had a career high 36 carries, just went for a buck 28 after looking pedestrian in that first half. Al Woods going out, you know, helped them and hurt the Jet defense. He went for almost 130 yards on the biggest play of the game with a chance to end it. You're not giving it to him? Come on, man. Like, that's that's embarrassing. It, it, it's tough. But once again, Cano hits one of these kicks today, and it's a totally different story. So I understand the Giant fan and yourself, Ty, is going to go off, go after Dable, but it still should have been enough. And by the way, that doesn't excuse the Giants' defense. We're allowing Zach Wilson, yeah. who did nothing for the first 58 and a half minutes of this game, to go down there at the end of regulation and score. And that defensive holding penalty was big. Huge. Uh, because it stopped the clock. Right. It's a very underrated play in that game. I mean, the, the Jets lose this game 100 out of 100 times. So the fact that they actually won today is like, it's, it's shocking we're on the air right now talking yeah. about a Jet win. Because... There were people in the New York media talking about how Brian Dable did such a great job stabilizing things, getting the Giants back to 3-5 and five with a winnable game next week against the Raiders. And the, the, these people are now deleting their tweets. I had a tweet calling this one of the most embarrassing Jet losses I've ever seen. Same old Jets. What a joke. And I'm sitting here going, well, that guy's an idiot because Jets had it in the bag the whole time, Ty. 800 919 And it was actually uh, Kayvon Thibodeau was on the uh, defensive offside. I said it was a holding, but it was the offside penalty uh, when Zach Wilson connected with Garrett Wilson for 29 yards, getting it to the Giant 46. That set up the Alan Lazard play where he goes for 29, getting it to the Jets 17. And we're going to hear from you know Andrew Catalan, who had the call on CBS, because I want to revisit the near heart attack I had as I'm watching the clock tick down because just two weeks ago, this or three weeks ago, it was in Denver. The same thing happened. Yeah, Zach, Zach learned down. how to spike this time, Tom. <laughs> and they couldn't get it all. So I'm like, are they really going to lose this way? 800-919-3776. The phone, con- uh, the phone lines are lit up right now. We will get to you when we return. Ty Butler, Jake Asman going until midnight right here on 987 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler and Jake Asman Show on 98.7 ESPN. Six, we are reacting to a a Jets win, quote unquote, over the Giants. Thirteen to ten was the final score. This essentially uh, knocks the Giants out of the playoffs because uh, I I thought it was fantasy land to 
engage in this whole playoff scenario. If they win, you know, considering the schedule coming up, they could make a run. And the NFC, the latter part of it is not that strong. So you can persuade yourself into thinking this team, you know, a couple of wins away from getting into the playoffs. But at 2-6 and six now, uh, you wonder if the pivot should be trading Saquon Barkley on Tuesday. I understand they've had conversations with him, and uh, ultimately they decided that it was in the best uh, interest of both parties to, to remain married. But I just don't get it. Last season or last offseason, the Giants told us and everyone they were not interested in a long-term relationship with Saquon Barkley. You don't get closer to said long-term relationship after watching him miss a few games this year. The injuries are not going away as he gets older. So I, I wonder if they'll pivot because that'll be the right move to make. He's, he was sensational today. He's one of the best players in football when he's on the field. I don't know how you could keep him, and it's a tough spot because he's a fan favorite. If you go to the game today like I was, pretty much every Giants jersey of any player there, the most popular one is Saquon Barkley. So it's a tricky dynamic because the fan base loves him, but I think you got to be realistic about where you are. You're 2-6. and six. You're not signing this guy long-term. You're not going to give him a long-term deal coming off the season the Giants are currently having. Yep. You're going to put the tag on him again. So, I mean, what, what, what's what's the best thing for the Giants' future? Keeping him and then doing this song and dance next year again where the franchise tag value goes up, and that affects your cap, and he's another year older. He's already been banged up a little bit this year. So logic would say you trade him, but the dynamics of him being a team captain, him being a fan favorite, it the Giants already tough. maybe publicly telling him or privately telling him, I should say, hey, we're not going to trade you. I think I'd be a little surprised if they moved him, even though your logic is spot on. Mm-hmm. In the best interest of their team, they should trade the guy. Andrew Brandt, who we all know formerly uh, of the Packers, uh, tweeted this out today, and it, and it resonated profoundly because, you know, it's him saying it. He said, in case a reminder is needed, when you know, with regards to the NFL trade da- deadline, when a team says it is not planning on trading a player, the translation is no good offers yet. And we've seen uh, the not just the Giants, but we've seen the the Titans come out and say they're not trading Derrick Henry. Uh, the Raiders have come out and said they're not trading Devontae Adams. Interestingly enough, Schefter reported yesterday uh, that Sweat and Chase Young can be had by Washington if they lose this game today, which they ended up doing. So it should be a fun, a uh, busy. Trade deadline that takes place on Tuesday, Halloween, ahead of you know what should be a, an interesting, fascinating rest of the regular season. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Let's get back to your phone calls, and we go to Mister Bonesy in New York City. What's up, Mister Bonesy? Hey, hey. what's Mister Bonesy? What does that mean? Uh, this is my nickname from high school. Okay. Oh, because I, I got a little bit of a dirty a mind, so when I when I see Bonesy, I start you know I start thinking of, of different things. <laughs> well, maybe that has something to do with oh, okay. in high school. Hey now, you, know you was you was getting it popping in high school. No no shame in your game. What's up, Mister Bonesy? What do you got? <laughs> oh man, fellas, Jake, Ty, man, love you guys. Thank you, bro. Uh, just wanted to get started. Ty, I think you need to relax on Zach. You know, for starters, he's our backup. He's terrible in bad weather games. If you go back to last year against the Lions, he gave us that chance to win. He followed it up from that rainstorm slop fest that we had to replace him with Strebler. So you know that's obvious he sucks in bad weather. 
And you go back to he's our backup, and he had a bad game. It happens. Purdy had a bad game today. Mahomes played in bad oh, weather. Purdy, who was in the NFC, oh, Purdy, who was in the NFC Championship game last year. That Purdy you're comparing him to. So here's the problem. He had a bad game today is something that you could say for most of the NFL Sundays of his career. And, yes, you can call him a backup because technically he, technically he is. He's also the number two overall pick in a draft just two seasons ago. And, by the way, if the Jets don't – get gifted this game could be the most embarrassing loss of his career considering the guy he was going up against on the other side wasn't allowed to throw the football. So, no, I I don't think I need to be easier on him. I think he got bailed out by a head coach who lost his mind on the other sidelines. And for the time being, he has stolen the show. But Zach Wilson is going to get the smoke all week because what we saw today was pathetic. Look, look, he was pathetic today. But – the offensive line was also pathetic. We couldn't get the run game going. We had 17 yards with Brees. The offensive game plan wasn't great. It wasn't one of Hackett's better games. And you can't keep saying, thinking of him. That's If you're thinking of Zach as a, uh, a number two pick still, then you're doing yourself uh, uh, the wrong way. We got Aaron Rodgers waiting in the realm, so you got to think he's not the number two pick. You got to think of him as a backup Except quarterback. Except he is. He's the back, and I appreciate the call, Mr. Bonesy. Shout out to you, you and your shenanigans from high school and, and making the phone calls today. Jake. He's the number two overall pick just two years ago. Like, at some point, and I've, I've actually started to defend him because he did show progression. He, he showed that he was more poised. Like, he's using his legs more. He's not turning the ball over. Today, he significantly uh, regressed and, and almost lost him the game. Like, that's a fact. Like, two things can be true. The, the, the struggle with Zach Wilson is this. He's never going to be the second pick in the draft. So, I can't look at him that way. Like, I'm over it. He's not that guy. I have to judge him through the lens of what he's being asked to do on this team, which, as our caller, Mr. Bonesy, said, is as a backup. But today he was just bad even for backup standpoints. But Zach does deserve credit for the last drive. He does. And making the play when he had to, actually spiking it this time on, like, Denver. So there was, to you know, quote you, there was some improvement, there was some progress there. And then in overtime, with a chance to win the game, he did get him in field goal range, and he won the game. He made the pass downfield to get the pass interference call. So I struggle with Zach because I am very critical of him. I mean, I did a show on this station going into that Chiefs game saying, I think Tim Boyle's going to play tonight. I think Zach's going to struggle in prime time, and they're going to bench him. And we're going to see Boyle play. Like, that's how down I was on Zach Wilson but I do think there's also to you know something to what our last caller said about him in, in poor weather. I mean, the Jaguars game is a great example of that. He was awful after he was okay against the Lions. Like, Zach just seems to be okay with this defense. He got bailed out today, but thankfully he made enough plays. He's got to be better. I think we understand that, but he's at least at a point now where a year ago they don't win this game. Yeah. I, I think we're at a point now where it's like, he at least could show you enough where with this defense and then they can get the run game going and Hackett could stop you know, calling passes on third and one when Brees Hall is your running back, they can win enough games and, and be in the mix for a playoff spot with him as their quarterback. 800-919-3776. Let's go to Mike in Miami. What's up, Mike? Hey, gentlemen. Oh, good to speak to you. Um, Jake, I'm a subscriber to YouTube t- your YouTube TV show. Thank so you, Mike. I love it. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. On Yo, make sure y'all, yeah, make sure y'all get on this uh YouTube TV show. Shout it out, Jake, uh, so people could tune uh, in and okay, listen Okay, I'm to sorry. What is YouTube TV? It's YouTube. I'm sorry. The YouTube, YouTube show. The, the YouTube. YouTube. It's just my name. It's just Jake Aspen. Yeah, so make sure you guys subscribe to that, man. Show him some love. Pop yeah. out. He's doing, he's doing great work during the week breaking down he the is. Jets action. What's up, Mike? What you he got? Glad, glad to have him home from Houston. Um, okay, <laughs> Thanks, so Mike. A couple, 
couple couple things here real quick, um, and I'm going to get to Zach, um, but I, I just want to clar- make a clarification, please, so it wasn't misunderstood. And I, I said it to Larry on the drive um, after, the sh- after the game. Um, you saw the rash of injuries on both sides today. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm again as a lifelong Jets fan um, about the Jets moving into Queens, where that soccer stadium is, and building, um, expanding that soccer stadium. And I said you could use infrastructure money on Larry's show, um, not to build the stadium, but the things around the stadium that would be public money, trains, maybe expand the Long Island Railroad. The roads, I don't know what it is, okay, because I'm not an architect. But I'm saying there's an – if Buffalo can get a new stadium, and by the way, taxpayer money, remember that was part of the budget deal in New York State last year, okay, at the end of the session um, that the governor, um, uh, Governor Hochul, got done. Don't tell me in New York City we can't have a football stadium. So I, I want to start with that. Now on to Zach Wilson and – um, you guys can comment because it's a disgrace as a lifelong fan that we don't have our own stadium. It's a joke. Um, Zach Wilson, guys, listen, you guys watch these games every week just like I do and, and the callers do. It is what it is. You could put lipstick on a pig. At the end of the day, it's still a pig. It stinks. <laughs> okay? Hey, let's just look. The number two pick overall three years ago, yes, three. Now, look, I don't want to sound harsh. I can see a guy like Sam Howell come in from the Redskins and let the offense look competent and actually put up points. I can see, forget Sam Howell. Maybe, maybe he's a seasoned veteran already because he's played six or seven games. How about this guy from Tennessee today? Oh, Will I, Levis. Four, four, tu- want- four touchdowns for Will Levis today in his, uh, oh, in his rookie debut. Well, oh, and that's, and my, that's my point. And by the way, I, I watched all the Jets on games, so I didn't see it. I just saw the highlights. Okay, nah, he was incredible, man. Is, he was incredible. Okay. And we see, you mentioned Bob Purdy earlier, getting to the NFC Championship. We see this day in, day out. The first play from scrimmage from the Bears back of quarterback. Tyler Badger. yard bomb. <laughs> okay? 50-yard yeah. bomb. So I am tired, forgive me, for making excuses for the second quarterback in the draft. He stinks. And so, we all know it. All you have to do, listen, listen to the – former players on the Jets post-game show on SNY and Willie Colon and the great boss Scott, who I love. Okay. Listen to what they have to say. And those quotes by Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall about, oh, the offense, I think, watch, rinse, and repeat. It's the same. Salah, great, very good coach. I like Salah because you judge him based on the defense. And when he came to this franchise, that defense was ranked number 31 to 32. Yeah, in his first year. Okay. He, he he did a turnaround because his first year they were bad. We appreciate the call. We're up against the clock, Mike. First, his first season, they had the worst defense in football. Obviously, last year they were top five, and this year they've been sensational. But, Jake, it, the question has been asked, you know, what is this team going to look like when you're not plus four in turnover differential, when you're not forcing Hurts into the worst game of his season like you did with Allen and with Mahomes? This is what it's going to look like. And if the offense can't figure it out and find a way to be more productive, 
then the ugly game you play today is going to show up as a loss later in games in the season where you've got Miami twice. You've got Buffalo in Buffalo. You play the Falcons and the Texans, like these teams that can actually score score some points. It's going to be tough if this offense doesn't figure it out. They have to be so much better on offense. They're lucky they played the Giants. You know, I understand that, you know, the Giants got up for this game. And, and look, Wink, Wink, Wink Martindale does deserve credit. Giants defense last couple games has played a lot better, and that included today. But, you know, Zach Wilson, I kind of agree with our last caller. He is what he is. They got to win around him. When you have drops like they had today, when you have the issues up front with protection, when you have the stupid penalties on both sides of the ball, Zach is what he is. He's not going to be the reason why you're winning these games. you got to win in spite of him. Your margin for error is razor thin with this kid as your quarterback. It sucks. It's unfortunate. They're not adding another quarterback. They're not adding Sam Howell. He's the no. quarterback. Kirk Cousins, who we all wanted, unfortunately, is not done for the today. year. Just brutal to see that. That's but, tough. You know, I say all that, say all that to basically say they got to play better. And I think they will play better. I think this was a unique circumstance with the weather and some of the injuries, the third-string center. I would be shocked if they come out against the Chargers and play anywhere near this bad in primetime standalone game next Monday night. 800-919-3776. Hit us up on Twitter, at Ty D. Butler, at Jake Asman. We're going until midnight, and we'll continue to take your phone calls. Connor Rogers is going to join us at 945. Whole lot to do. Uh, talking about week eight in the NFL, Chiefs lost today, Browns lost today. Oh, man, Bengals looking good, Niners with another L. So we still got a whole lot to break down as we march toward midnight right here on 9870 ESPN. Because I'm not an architect. I'm an architect. This is the Ty Butler and Jake Asman Show on 98.7 ESPN. Asman, the busy phone lines, 800-919-3776. Let's go to Neil, who's hanging out in Hell's Kitchen. What's up, Neil? Hey, how's it going, boys? Um, Got to talk about the the favor that the Jets gave the Giants today because now they can actually identify as the the horrible team that they are, and they can, like, take the Band-Aid off this stab wound that they think they might make the playoffs or might do a run or have a couple of winnable games. Just rebuild it. And I think that loss today takes all the, like, imagination and all the, like, thoughts of – Let's go to the playoffs, or maybe we have a shot out of the equation, and they actually can build on what they actually are, which is a pretty horrible team that made the playoffs because the teams that beat them last year, that they won against last year, had a winning percentage of 326 combined. They beat they beat all the scrub teams because the schedule was easy. This finally shows you how bad of a team the Giants actually are. It was a favor. It was the best thing the Giants could have did was miss that kick and give, this, give the Jets a win today. Yes. By far. I appreciate the call, Neil. And it was something the fans were talking about last week going into that Commanders game. But once you beat Washington, let's say you beat the Jets, you get to 3-5. and five. You got the Raiders up next week, followed by the Cowboys, a game you're going to lose. But after the Cowboys, you play the Commanders again, a bad Patriots team. You know, shocker, shocker, Mac Jones threw an interception again today to Jalen Ramsey. Welcome back, Jalen Ramsey. Uh, then you play the Packers. Jordan Love stinks. Then you've got the Saints. So, uh, again, it was a favorable schedule for a team that could make the playoffs. I just never saw the Giants and thought this is a team that could make the playoffs. No, no, no doubt about it. And then when you consider the quarterback situation for the Giants, right? Daniel Jones, they're targeting that Cowboys game. The report came yeah. out today from Adam Schefter. Week 10. So, Mike DeVito is going to play quarterback for this team. So, even if the Giants had won today, and let's be real, I think you and I as Jeff fans agree, the Giants should have won the football game today. They're not going anywhere. They're not going to win next week. I don't care who they're playing. The Raiders, as bad as they are, they're going to be able to beat Mike DeVito 
with a uh, Mike DeVito. That's the former Jet. They're Tommy gonna, DeVito. Tommy DeVito. Don't See, I disrespect don't even, the Syracuse alum. I don't even know the guy's name. I'm confusing my Jets Giants players. But like, <laughs> and I don't say that to knock the kid, but he's a third stringer for yeah. a reason. And we saw Ty the second they were in a spot in overtime where he actually had to throw. They had no chance. So mm-hmm. even if they won today, I wouldn't be feeling great about the Giants' chances of going on this run to get back into playoff contention. Let's hit up Matt in South Carolina. What's up, Matt? Hey, what's going on, Ty? Shout out to the company. Let's talk about how horrendous this game was on both teams today. This game set the NFL back like 20 years <laughs> to me. They, they played so horrible. Both sides. It, it was ridiculous. I, I don't. I didn't know what I was watching, and I, I can't see either team going forward like this, trying to be productive. Yeah, it, it, it was bad. I actually feel bad for uh, Jake, who who had to sit there in the pouring rain and watch this dumpster fire. My voice is still feeling the effects of screaming and yelling at I, all the bad. I think at, they, least, uh, at least you were dedicated to it, Jake. I think there was something. I appreciate the call, man. I think there was something like fifteen punts in the first half, which means which means that there were more punts than points scored. Both teams were combined. I think I saw zero for eighteen on third down in the first half. I don't know what they finished for the game, but the oh Jets my finished god, two of fifteen on third down. They they didn't pick up their first third down um, conversion until the fourth quarter. <laughs> but fifteen punts uh, to ten points. And you've got Giants Tom- were a much. Or Giants were two of nineteen on a third down. And you've got Tommy DeVito versus Zach Wilson. A lot of injuries, man. Darren Waller goes out with a hamstring. Obviously, Tyrod Taylor. Uh, he had the rib injury, and uh, for the Jets, they lose a bunch. They lost uh, Connor McGovern. Uh, he went out, which was tough to see. Al Woods ruptured his Achilles. Uh, so they they were just getting hit hard. Left Wes Schweitzer. Right. Oh, Wes Schweitzer, who you know moved over, he gets hurt. So the Jets, I mean, it was just a, a lot of maneuvering on that offensive line. And I, I just came across this tweet. I love Dan Olaski. He might be the best uh, NFL analyst on television. I just think he's awesome. He put out a tweet that, I, like, I would be shocked if he doesn't, in the follow-up tweet, say that he got hacked. He <laughs> says, unpopular truth. Zach Wilson played really good football today. Missed two to three throws, but made some big-time plays in a game with zero run game, four drops, and and pouring rain. So here's what gets lost. Obviously, Brees Hall did not have a great running game. He had the 50-yard touchdown. The explanation as to why he could not be effective in the run game are two reasons. One, the offensive line's a mess. The second reason is... Um, Wink Martindale did not trust Zach Wilson to make plays. So they were loading the blocks, they were blitzing, and they were not going to allow Brees Hall to escape for a big-time run. So part of that is on the quarterback. I can't believe he sends it. And I love you, Dan. Dan's awesome. But to put that tweet out, come on, dude. There needs to be more chances they take downfield. Even if we both don't think Zach Wilson's very good, the one thing I think any Jet fan with eyes could see is that he's got the physical traits to be a good quarterback. And we saw when he actually had to throw at the end of the game, well, sure enough, he's making some plays off schedule, and he's finding open guys, and they're taking some chances downfield. They draw the pass interference call. That needs to be more of a staple of the offense. They don't take enough chances downfield, and I get it. Part of it's, well, they don't want Zach to throw an interception, but you know what? What they did today is almost worse. I'd rather him take chances and throw a pick than be afraid to do anything or call a game where you don't try and stretch the field. So Zach was not good today, 
But I, I thought today the play calling by Nathaniel Hackett, this was his worst game as it the was, Jets OC. It, it was, it was, it left a lot to be desired. The and third and one, empty, this empty. drove me oh my nuts, Todd. Even if you don't run the oh, so continue. So I, I think we're on the same like the same page here. It's third and one in the game, and the Jets have an empty set, empty backfield. Even if you're going to throw, which is so dumb given how awful Zach was up until that point in the game. Mm-hmm. At least have the running back in the backfield to give the illusion to the Giants. Correct. You might actually run the ball. No. This genius offensive mind, Nathaniel Hackett, has an empty set for Zach Wilson. So what happens? He gets sacked because he's not any good. <laughs> Come on. And that's another thing with Zach. He takes these bad sacks. Like, I saw Russell Wilson take a horrible sack today in that Chiefs game. They're in the red zone. He, he takes a 10-yard sack that knocks them out of field goal range. Now, ultimately, Nicole Hardman... Uh, was on punt return duties for the Chiefs, fumbled it <laughs> at the five-yard line so the Broncos go on and score. But he just takes bad sacks. That's the next. Uh, that's another thing that you watch with him that just it just makes you want to bang your head against the wall. 800-919-3776. The phone calls are blowing up. If you're on hold, stay there. We will get to you. But coming up next, Connor Rogers of SNY is going to join us to break down this game. So we'll get his perspective. He was on Jets pre and post. So still a whole lot to do. Ty Butler, Jake Asman going until midnight right here on 98.7 ESPN. 